0: This morning we are starting a new series called Juicy Fruit. And our main scripture for this series is Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 through 23. And it says, "But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control." And this morning we're going to focus on the fruit of the Spirit, joy. And the title of my message is Is Your Life Juicy with Joy? Is your life juicy with joy? Now, I am a big fruit fan. I, I love to eat fruit. And my favorite fruit is strawberries. I love strawberries. Anybody here, you you really enjoy eating some strawberries. I love strawberries. That is definitely my favorite fruit. And it's not only my favorite fruit, but if I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, there will be strawberry jelly on my sandwich. My favorite cheesecake is strawberry cheesecake. My wife makes a strawberry pie, and uh, it does not last through the night because I love Strawberries. Matter of fact, I love it so much that when I make my peanut butter jelly sandwich, you may think this is gross, but I'm sure some of you do it too. I took an extra scoop of uh, strawberry jelly and I eat it before I eat my sandwich. So I love strawberries. But I, I would have to say that my favorite strawberry, favorite way to have it prepared is chocolate covered strawberries. I love me some chocolate covered strawberries. They are juicy, they are good. And uh, I tried to convince my wife to make over a 1,000 chocolate-covered strawberries, so each one of you could have one, but she wasn't really feeling that. So I apologize, but, but they are here, a whole plate full of just these marvelous chocolate-covered strawberries. And, and they're so good that they're just so juicy. I mean, I'm salivating. Like, if I don't take a bite of this, I'll, I'll hate myself. So just, just real quick here, just a... Mm, did you hear the juice? I mean, that... that like, I could eat this right now and just dismiss you guys and we'd be good to go. But no, Pastor Herbert probably, he probably wouldn't appreciate that. But love strawberries. And uh, we have strawberries in our fridge all the time. And occasionally I'll go and get some and I'll eat some and it'll kind of have like a sour taste. And I'm like, okay, I think these have been sitting in the fridge too late. Or, or sometimes I'll go and you can just smell sometimes. You can just open it up because the strawberries may taste great. But when they're old and they're bad, they stink. Sometimes you just pop it up. Woo, all right, going to put, put these away, not going to eat these. I hate rotten strawberries, but I love fresh, juicy strawberries. And see, when joy is present in our lives, we're juicy, like a chocolate-covered strawberry. Like, like, this is a big one. I mean, that's a monster right there. This is what we are when joy is present. We are juicy like this strawberry. But when joy is not present in our lives, we can be nasty, like a rotten strawberry. We can be have a a funk to us, a part of our lives. And so I I think if all of us had the choice whether we'd rather be juicy or nasty, I think all of us would desire to be juicy. I think all of us would rather be described as a chocolate-covered strawberry rather than a, a rotten strawberry. And so this morning we're going to look at two ways that we can keep our joy juicy. Two ways to keep our joy juicy. The first way is understand joy comes from God understand joy comes from God. See, the issue is I think a lot of times we get joy and happiness confused. Let me explain. There is a worldly joy that doesn't come from God. Now, when I say worldly joy, I'm not, I'm not trying to have a negative connotation. Worldly joy isn't necessarily negative. It just doesn't come from God. Worldly joy is happiness. Happiness is the attitude of satisfaction based upon our circumstances. Happiness is based upon happenings. It's related to what happens to us. When something good happens to us, we're happy. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 9 kind of talks about that. It says, Be happy, young man, while you are young, and let your heart give you, give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things God will bring you to judgment. The key words in this verse are, let your heart give you joy. See, happiness is something we can try to create. Happiness is is determined by happenings. happenings. I can remember in high school, one of the happiest moments in in my high school career, and one of the highlights was uh, when I got my first car. I think all of us can remember that day we got that, that, that was ours, our first car, and what a happy and awesome day that was, and, and obviously when you get your first car, you're so happy, you just don't let it sit there in the parking lot, you hop in and you drive somewhere, and you may have nowhere you need to be, you just, you need to drive the new car, you know, you just, you just need to drive it around, and so I'm happy, I'm on Clyde now, I got my new car, and, and I'm driving around, of course I'm in high school, so I think I'm cool, so you know, I got the seat way back, and... You know, kind of rolling like this, can barely see over the steering wheel. You know what I'm saying? The, the the kind of person when you see them driving, you like pull over, and I'll just let this teenager go on by, and then I'll get back. You know? So I'm rolling, barely see over the steering wheel, leaning back, and I got my music bumping, head bobbing on cloud nine. Now I thought it was bumping, my car wasn't that great, so y'all heard it rattling. You know what I mean? But uh, but either way, I, I was bumping, head bobbing. I'm on cloud nine, driving around my little car like yeah. I I well, thought I was big stuff driving around, and and I'm just on so happy, having a great day, and and all of a sudden I look at my 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 rear view mirror and I, I see these, these red and blue lights and, uh, had to pull my seat up so I could see where they were coming from. And it was the popo. I went from real happy to real sad. Actually, it started off as mad. I was mad. I can't believe this. Then I'm sad. I had to pay the ticket. And then I got scared because I had to tell my dad first day in my new car and I get a speeding ticket. sucked the happiness right out of my day. And I don't know why, but I've had a couple happy moments in my life where happiness was capped off or that day was capped off with a speeding ticket. The day that Jamie and I got engaged, we uh went to Washington D.C. and uh proposed to her at the National Cathedral and uh and she uh it, it was a happy day, it was a great day. It was all planned out. There was a garden in the back. I got on one knee. Uh, you know, proposed to her and she said yes, and it was just this awesome, amazing thing. It was so exciting, and and on our way back to where we were staying, I'm, I'm driving, and as I'm driving, I'm getting, uh, I'm speeding a little bit because we were late, and and all of a sudden, um, I see the lights again, whoop whoop, and I'm like, oh come on, I I, I just got engaged. I'm like, well, what in the world is happening here, and um. Just I'm like, man, is it bad luck? Like, what, what's the deal? And so I, we obviously, you know, had a great day, but I wasn't that happy because of that. And and then the day we found out we were pregnant with Jace, that was supposed to be a real happy day. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm leaving that morning, and I'm a little late for a meeting, but I'm, I'm excited that, that that we're pregnant with Jace, and and I'm driving, and again, it's a happy day, and again, boop boop, I'm like, why, you know. And that one, I could actually laugh it off. I could laugh it off I say, you know what? Man, I'm going to have the joy of the Lord here. I'm not going to ro- let this rob me of my joy. I'm going to enjoy this day. And I took the ticket and, and, and I, you know, it's just crazy how happiness can come and go. See, happiness is, for some of you, it's Sooner football. You're getting pumped. Spring's coming up. They're practicing. The games are coming soon. You're getting pumped for Sooner football. And, 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 and you're happy and you're excited and you're happy about the Sooners and, until they play in a bowl game. Right? <laughs> There's, there's no more happiness. You were happy last season and the season before, until Boise State and West Virginia came in town, and, and so happiness can be gone. That some of you were happy this morning, you're like having a good day, and you're like, "Why you gotta bring that up, Pastor?" Why, why? Like, you didn't need to use that as an illustration. Like, you're not happy anymore. See, happiness is spending a lot of money and, until you're broke, and spend a lot of money until you see that credit card bill, or your spouse sees that credit card bill, and see, happiness it's worldly joy. It doesn't last. It's not fulfilling. Spiritual joy is not related to happenings. Spiritual joy is not related to our circumstances. See, joy is a deep down inner, feel, inner feeling of well-being that comes from God. It's a wonderful feeling in the heart of a person, no matter what the circumstance, situation, or difficulty may be. Happiness is fickle. Joy from the Lord is constant. Happiness is for, for a season, but joy from the Lord is forever. See, for me, happiness happiness was determined by whether the Colts win or lose on Sunday morning. Seriously, if they won, I was happy. If they lost, I wasn't happy. Every September, my my wife starts to intercede for the Indianapolis Colts because she knows that'll determine the mood I'll be in. Some of the otherwise know what I'm talking. They, they interceded for the same thing. Maybe mad, especially if we lost to the Patriots. She knows to play. She knows to pray extra hard for that game. And so my happiness is based on that, but my joy is from God. My joy that lasts every day because of my relationship with Him. And here are some verses on joy. Psalm 21, verse six. It says, surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. We find joy from God's presence. Romans fifteen thirteen it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, it says, may, the, may God fill you with joy. Psalm sixteen eleven says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We find fullness and joy from the presence of God. Excuse me. See, we can't live a life of joy apart from God. Joy is a gift from God. It's not based upon what's happening to us or how many things we can buy. Joy comes from God. And check this. We can get happiness apart from God, but we can't have joy apart from God. Say that again. We can get happiness apart from God, but we can't have joy apart from God. If our joy is going to be juicy, if we're going to have true joy, we need to understand that true joy comes from God. The second way to keep our joy juicy is overcome joy suckers. A joy sucker is something that sucks the joy out of your life. One joy sucker is problems. The problem with life is problems, right? Can't get around them. We can't eliminate them. Every day we're going to be faced with some kind of unfamiliar problem it could be friction in our family stress from our job a difficult person it could be simply driving to church this morning and somebody cutting you off on the road it could be for something as big as a disease or loss of a job every person alive has problems but look at what god says about our problems romans chapter 5 verse 3 it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how, how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with this love. See, this verse shows that our character becomes better, that our trust in God grows stronger because of problems, that they can lead us to remember how God loves us, that these are things that we can rejoice about. And instead of sucking the joy, they can actually bring joy because they can force us to get closer to God who is the source of joy. Last year, I was uh, playing some sports and I hurt my lower back pretty bad and, and I've had some, maybe some issues here and there, but instead of taking it easy, one day when somebody asked me to help them list some staging, I know I shouldn't have been doing it, but, and I, I don't even know what it was. I don't know if it was the macho-ness of it or whatever. I'm sitting there and I decide to do it and I pull up and just something goes out. And I just have immediate pain in my lower back. It just horrendous pain. And so I go to the doctor, and uh, they take an MRI. And uh, he comes back into the room to meet with me. And, and no joke, you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking for a good or even if it's a bad report, looking for some, you know, compassion. And he's just like, hey, uh, here's the deal. You have two herniated discs in your lower back. They're pretty damaged. You're going to have to uh, stop playing sports, anything of, of physical activity. Uh, we're just going to have to let it scar over and every five years you're going to have to have an MRI so we can check it out. I'm like, and and that was it. He was like, I'll see you later. Handshake goodbye. (laughs) Are are you serious? I'm I'm 26 years old. And that was it. I'm like, man, you could have maybe said a little more, you know, I don't know. It's just something. I'm like, give me, I just feel like I'm out here. And I I remember leaving just dejected and depressed and like, man, this is horrible. And, uh, I left there, and I, I just meet, I just started praying. I'm like, Lord, I, man, I, I just can't be. I, I'm about to have a son. You're telling me I can't play with my son? And it was starting to get me down, and I just started praying and just started believing God, and I uh, went to another doctor to see if I get a different report, and... Uh, they had set me up with some physical therapy, and so I was doing the physical therapy, and I was I was being healed, and I was I was getting healed, and I was getting better. And you know, through that time, I could have really been depressed because, like, on Sunday Sunday or on Wednesday nights when I would preach, I would have sharp pain in my lower back and radiate all the way down my leg, and that was pretty much pain every day. And this could have really messed me up, but it didn't. And because I was able to draw close to God, and then through the therapy, God started healing. Me, where now, I, you know, I can preach. I'm in my third service right now, and I don't have much pain. I still have soreness. I'm not completely healed, but I can still do physical activities and. I mean, 26 years old, giving that kind of report, I mean, that could, that could really steal the joy out of your life. And so I really had to dig in, dig into God so that I wasn't just, in, just a nasty person in a funky mood every day. See, big or small, don't let problems suck the joy out of your life. But instead, use them to draw you closer to God so that you can have more joy. Another joy sucker is uh, worry. Nothing sucks joy out of someone's life quicker Than worry. I've seen worry lead to sickness, depression, and death. The problem with worry is it lives in the future or past, but never in the moment. When all of our energy is into what might happen or what has happened, we cannot enjoy today. Jesus said it this way, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty seven. It says, Who of you by worrying could add a single hour to his life? The answer is we can't. It's impossible. We can't add a single hour to our life by worrying, but we can lose many hours because of worry. Let me say that again. We can't add a single hour to our life by worrying, but we can lose many hours because of worry. Now, don't get me wrong. We must think about our life, but but we are are not to worry about our life. Um, Over the past four or five years, I don't know why, but... um, I've just been stricken with this worry of, of turbulence when I fly, and I'm, I'm not afraid of flying. I can fly. I don't mind going up. I don't mind coming down. I don't mind being in the air. It's just that when we're in the air and all of a sudden we start to go up and down like this, it just it consumes me. It just comes over me. My heart's like do 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 do. do. My face gets flushed, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not." And I start I start freaking out, and, and 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 it gets me. I don't know what it is, but every time we're on the plane, it starts going up and down. All of a sudden, I straighten up. I grab my seat, and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, please, Lord, just surround this plane with your angels, oh God, God, just put a plane put a couple of angels on this wing, a couple of angels got a couple angels in the cockpit in the back. Lord just give us smooth and friendly skies. Oh God, Lord, you're the creator of the skies. you create everything. God just give us peace. And, and I'm freaking out. And so, and so sometimes I'll look around cuz if I see somebody that's more scared than me, I don't know why, like it brings me peace. And so I start looking around like is there anybody else freaking out, you know? And and of course there, there probably isn't, you know, but I'm looking around and there's the kid next to me, that's 10 years old. It's like, "Yay, bouncy, bouncy. Plane, bouncy more, bouncy more." And I'm like, "Jesus, no bouncy." No bouncy lawyer. No, 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 I'm bouncy, Lord. Lord, there's smooth, friendly skies, Lord. Lord, just, just, Lord. And 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 then I, then I overanalyze everything. Then I start looking around like, why are the jets getting louder? Why are they getting quieter? Oh my God, why are they getting quieter? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die! And you know, now I'm freaking out. And, and then I look to the stewardesses, right? Because they they can always be a good gauge. And if I'm looking at them and they're walking around, they're okay. I'm like, okay, look, look, they're walking around, they're smiling. Okay, everything's gonna be fine. But every once in a while, you have the ones where all of a sudden they're going, they're taking their seats, and I'm like, oh Jesus, I don't want to die, Lord. Please, I got a little son at home. I don't want to die, God. I just, I just take you know, and it just, it just, it grips me. And so what I've had to do is man, I don't ever board a plane without my Bible. Mm-mm. I got my Bible and I am prayed up. I've grabbed a hold of the throne and that honestly, that has really helped me. I mean, when we hit turbulence, there's still that initial like do, 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 And James like, you okay? I'm like, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I left this off, you know, and and I'll open my Bible and I'll start reading it and I'll start praying and, And those things really help me to to get over that anxiety, to get over that worry. See, when we worry, we suck the joy right out of our life. It's completely gone. And so how do we overcome these joy suckers? How do we overcome worry, problems, or maybe anything else that may suck the joy out of our life? I've really alluded to it throughout the entire sermon. But we overcome them by being close to God. Because joy is from God. He is the source of joy. And when we're close to Him, we know that at any point in time where maybe we're, or we feel like we're losing our joy, we can come to Him and we can go into His presence and we can find fullness of joy. Here are four simple ways to draw closer to God. And I'm sure we've heard these many times in church, but I think sometimes we, we may be lacking these areas. But the first two are pray and read our Bible. Praying and reading God's Word is the way that we draw closer to Him. We can take those scriptures and we can hide them in our hearts and then we can have them in those times where maybe they're difficult and we want to keep our joy. But they draw us close to him. I'm telling you, on that plane, I'm, I'm prayed up. I got, I got my Bible. I Just this week, I had a, a, a little bit of anxiety that just kind of hit me out of nowhere. And you know what? I just went to my room and I just started singing worship songs to the Lord. And as I started to sing and as I started to pour my heart out to him and draw closer to him, the anxiety went away. And I was able to to enjoy the rest of my day and have that joy the the Lord has for me. And so I'd encourage you, every day, pray, draw closer to God. Draw close to Him because He is the one. He is the source for joy. And the next two are pretty simple as well, but faithful attendance to church and a community group. Every week you have an opportunity to grow closer to God in these services. Every week you have the opportunity to be in His presence. I've heard people say, well, why didn't you come to church? Oh, I had a bad day. This is the very place you should be when you're having a bad day, when you're in a bad mood, when you're down and out, you're depressed. This is the very place where you can come and you can meet and be with other believers and worship. And what did it say? It said the fullness of joy is in His presence, to be in His presence. In a community group, it's the same thing. You're studying the Bible, you're reading, you're praying together. That's another opportunity to draw closer to God. And the closer we are to Him, it it helps us to understand that it doesn't matter where we are, what we're going through, what time of the day it is, we can go to God We can find joy. We can go to Him. We can be reminded of His love. We can be reminded that on our worst day, I have a relationship with Him, and I'm going to heaven. On our worst day, even with my back, I knew that even though my back was hurting so bad, if it stayed hurt, I mean, that could have been a possibility that wasn't going to heal. And I would have had a choice. I could have let that suck the joy out of my life and been a nasty person. Or I could say, you know what, God? When I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And I'm going to have a perfect body. And that will all be worth it. And to find joy... In that, all four of these ways bring us to the source of joy, which is God. The problem is, too many of us, we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. We're finding happiness, and happiness doesn't amount to joy because happiness can come and go. We're looking everywhere but to God. Joy, it's not at the mall or on the golf course. We have to go to God for true joy. A life without joy, it's a pretty miserable life. It's pretty nasty, it's pretty rotten. It's not juicy. And God desires us to have the fullness of joy in our lives. God, God wants you to be the chocolate-covered strawberry, someone that has a juicy life, that's an enjoyable life. He wants all of us to have juicy lives filled with joy. That's His desire for us. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit that He says should be evident in our lives. And so I think we need to come back to Him. Let Him be our source. And maybe stop looking for all the things that we can get that just bring happiness that only lasts for a day. After service, you can go to a really nice restaurant and that can make you real happy. And right now, some of that, that's exciting. Some of you, you're like, ooh, yeah, Golden Corral or something. And there could be a fly in your food or your food could be cold. You're not going to be happy anymore. It's gone like that. But when we have joy that comes from the Lord, It's everlasting. It's available every day. You can access it at any time. You yourself, in your room, in your house, in your car. You can look to Him and say, Lord, give me peace. Give me joy. I want all that you have for me. Whether it's big or whether it's small. You know, I've got small things that sometimes I let suck the joy out of my life. And i gotta, I got to sometimes just take a step back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. This is not going to bother me. Whether it's a football team or somebody's driving on the interstate. But then there are big things that come. And what I love about God is that He cares about the big and the small. He does. He cares about our lives that much that He cares about the small issues as well as the big. And so I, I hope you know today that even if it's something as simple as you being annoyed by a, a co a worker or or, or, or whatever a bad hair day that, that you can go to the lord and he cares and he wants he wants to fill your heart with joy he wants to fill your heart uh, with that peace that he desires from you and the problem is satan's out to steal kill and destroy right he wants to suck the joy out of our lives and so he wants to do anything he can to put obstacles in our way See, i, I referenced problems and i referenced worry but there may be other things Whatever it is, find that thing. What's the thing that just robs you of that joy in your day? What is it? And take it to the Lord. Let Him start to work on your heart. And I can tell you that I don't know if I'll ever be over my fear of the turbulence. I, I, I hope I do, but I know it still happens. I just flew a couple weeks ago and it hit again. But at the same time, I knew that I could be with the Lord and spend that time. And even though that thing still arises in the moment of it, God can still help me through it. And so it, there may not be immediate deliverance. There may not be an immediate like, oh, I don't have to worry about There's going to be lots of problems you're going to face. There's going to be lots of things you're going to face that are going to bring you worry and affect your life. But know that God is always there and His joy is everlasting. It's always present and you can come to Him and He'll fill you and He'll, He'll help you through that thing that, that thing that you're battling and whatever you're facing. And so I pray for you this morning that, one, you, man, get it in your heart. Forget the happiness things. And it's good to have things that make us happy. But if all we have is happiness, there's always going to be a void. There's always going to be an emptiness. We need the fullness of joy from God. And so I hope you understand that comes from the Lord. And that whatever joy suckers you had in your life, attack them, overcome them, look to God to help build endurance and character so that you can overcome that, whatever that joy sucker is. Let's pray. Father, you know every heart and every person in this room you know every battle that they're facing you know every joy sucker that